everyone, and welcome to the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast, powered by Wright Media. I'm Chuck Ramsey, the Law Dog, here with you for another week, and uh, love putting this show together for you and streaming it on our Apple and Google podcast pages, and uh, hopefully we can get this thing growing and get you tuning in and listening to some great interviews we do with some really key sports personalities and folks instrumental in sports in Western Oklahoma. And uh, also you can find us. We'll post links to all of this on our 97.3, the score Facebook and Twitter pages, and also try to uh, keep you up to date with everything there. So a uh, big show this weekend, and I'm not going to linger long and mumble around like I have in the past because we've got three guests this week. And I think you're going to enjoy each one of them. First, we're going to visit with Gary Manuel. He's the state champion head coach for the Sealing Wildcats. And it's one of those situations where I didn't get a chance to really catch up with him. Their season went so long into the finals, and uh, they, they basically uh, jumped right into basketball. And we were kind of already in basketball and uh, kind of missed out on some opportunities to try to get him on the show. But he did agree to visit with us today, and it sure was uh, you know, opportunistic for me to get a, get in touch with him and find him and talk about their state championship, plus also some all-state games coming up uh, for eight-man football as they were the Class B state champions in the state of Oklahoma for 2023. And then likely a good shot, they'll be the uh, Class A uh, state girls champions in basketball as that's coming up before too long. And then Matt Walter, he's the new head football coach at Watonga. Watonga High School is part of our network here on Wright Media. We cover their games and broadcast them on our stream on Watonga Eagles TV at Wright.media. But uh, Coach Walter comes in with a really just a lot of collegiate experience and a former head coach at Northwestern and then an offensive coordinator at several different places, even in the D1 ranks. So we'll enjoy visiting with him as well as Weatherford softball standout Harley Chisholm. She's just a junior in high school, but she was able to try out for and make the under-18 USA national softball team. And they're going to get to practice a bunch and uh, really hone their skills and then prepare for the Junior Olympics upcoming uh, later this year. So we'll visit with Harley all about that. And then we'll wrap it up. And I'm not going to linger too long, as I mentioned, because we have a lot of show here for you today and three great guests that you'll really enjoy hearing from. But we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll hear from Coach Gary Manuel right here on the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast. I'm Chuck Ramsey, the Law Dog. Chuck Ramsey, the Law Dog, back here with you on the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast and a wonderful week here in Western Oklahoma. The weather has definitely turned and giving us some signs of spring. Feels great outside today. And uh, I'll tell you one thing about spring weather is it makes you think about spring football. And one team that will be looking to uh, keep things rolling in the spring is the Sealing Wildcats, the reigning Class B state champion Sealing Wildcats, 15-0 and last season. And we are visited right now by their head coach, Gary Manuel. Coach, congratulations. I don't know if I've had a chance to tell you uh, over the phone or anything like that. Congratulations. Maybe a maybe a well, social media you. post, but good, great job last season. Oh, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, just 
had a really good group of kids and a, and a great group of seniors that, that did a good job of leading our football team. Yeah, and uh, I think I talked to you last season. Uh, we visited once uh, after you beat Laverne. And then you had Oklahoma Bible coming up, and you were you were in kind of a funny spot. You were you were happy that you you guys beat Laverne, but you were a little you're a little wary of some patterns playing out or something like that. I know you were uh, you were always vigilant to not get too uh, overconfident. Yeah, we you know we went over there, and and again, once again, it was another one of those games where we go over there and we don't play extremely well, and and they played really well. You got to give them a lot of credit. Um, we turned the ball over five times, a game we shouldn't have won, and they only turned it over twice. And we just, at the end of the day, we just found a way to get a few stops and uh, score a couple points, and actually coming out with a win. Yeah, and uh, then you guys just carried on and carried on, and then the playoffs came, and really you didn't let up the gas. But a pretty tough game against Regent Prep in the semifinals, and then Velma Alma didn't really uh, didn't really put up much resistance. You guys had a pretty big win in that one. Well, I mean, we we, we played really well. We had a good plan on both sides of football in the Velma game, uh, in the Regent game. I thought we had a good plan also on both sides of football. Just. We didn't do a very good job of executing at times. Uh, we were really, really piss poor at tackling in the region game, but you got to give them a lot of credit. Uh, the way Coach Bishop coaches, it puts a lot of pressure on you as a coach because you're going to be limited to possessions because he's going to go for it. It doesn't matter if it's fourth and 25 from his own five. He's going to go for it. And I don't think we stopped the one time that game and on fourth down. We didn't stop it one time. Yeah. Well, and in eight-man football, it's interesting to see how things go. And, and I know that uh, sometimes it can be spread out. Sometimes it can be just power up in your mouth. But uh, it's, uh, it's always funny to see the, uh, the, some of the plays that uh, get made and some of, the, some of the conversions, like you mentioned. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, the only thing that kept us, you know, from winning. I mean, the reason why we won that game is we stopped them on a two-point conversion. Uh, you know, it was big. We hadn't stopped them all night. That was the first one we stopped all night there in the fourth quarter. So, uh, I mean, God, man, they put so much pressure on their quarterback was a really, really good football player. Uh, it's the reason why he's getting division one looks. He was really, really accurate against us. Uh, you know, I've watched games before where he wasn't as accurate, but man, I'm going to tell you what, he was shining in the biggest moment and he played a heck of a ball game. That, that was a great football team that we beat. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then we we played a little better the next week. We tackled a lot better the next week in the in the state championship game, and we were able to come out with a victory. Well, and I tell you, you talk about quarterbacks, and I'm kind of going to talk about the east side of the state later. But uh, you're going to have an all state quarterback from your ranks as well. Yeah, that's that's going to be cool to see. But uh, I think you know because I'm coaching an all state game. He's going to play running back actually in the oh, okay. in the uh, in the big school all state game when he plays in that. I'm coaching in that. He's going to play running back there, and I think he's going to uh, maybe get to play in the K one on one. Also, he may get to play quarterback over there. Yeah, yeah, and uh, just talk about what it was like winning a state title with your son. Well, it was something that you know we we've always dreamed of since the day I started coaching him and his teammates and. And it was pretty special to have those kids that have been with me since they were in the third grade. The guys I started with before I even came to head coach here, I was just a volunteer coach here. Those guys I started with in my third and fourth grade football program and, and to see them finish on a, on a high note, uh, something that we always dreamed of when they were in third grade. So it was pretty awesome. 
Definitely. And uh, just a, a heck of a run and, and just can't talk enough about uh, really the domination you guys showed throughout the season, having a 15-0 and record and, and winning state. And then you face that Regent Prep team that you mentioned earlier, and they come from the east side of the state. Is there a little bit of a blinder effect when uh, you face teams from the opposite side of the state, like, you know, some of the teams from the Panhandle, some of the teams from south- Southwest Oklahoma, you you know somebody or you, you can get a little more scouting on them. Was, did that have anything to play with, with that within the eight-man ranks? You know, everybody's personnel is different depending on what side of the state you're from and, and what kind of kids you have. And, and uh, you know, we knew those guys were a big throwing team and they were going to attack us. Uh, in the air, didn't really uh, see them run the ball as much as they did, but they did a great job of, of running the ball, getting in the box and getting us cut off backside and, and creating a bunch of running lanes. You know, Coach Bishop does a great job from an offensive standpoint uh, that puts a lot of pressure on you. And and uh, we just knew from scouting them, I mean, watching film, they're going to kick onside kicks every time. And Coach Bishop is a guy who believes a lot in possessions. You know, it's all about possessions. How many possessions can I steal every game? You yeah. know, because they're limited, and we about ran out of them. You know, uh, we were blessed to get to be able to get all our onside kicks against them. But you know, at the same time, uh, I've seen a lot of teams where they weren't able to get them, and the next thing you know, you're down two or three scores, yeah. and you were up. You know, so yeah, that can put a lot of stress on your team as well. Just anticipating the the trickeration, I think. I, I think as much as anything, when when you know somebody's got that in their quiver, you can uh, you can kind of judge yourself and and kind of see how your team responds yes sir well and yes uh, sir you know you guys uh just what's the i know there's been a celebratory feeling around your program you guys came so close last season then this year you get the job done what was the what was the mindset going into the season to to really get the kids to buy in that you know we need to finish this out well just finish because we knew how close we were last year, uh, you know, the year before in the state championship game up there at Alva, we knew how close we were. We we go in the fourth quarter down 28, and we end up getting beat by eight, you know. So it just shows you that our, our kids, the uh, the want to, the will to compete, the never quit, uh, the fight to the end. And uh, I knew going into this season, uh, all we talked about all spring was finish. We got to finish. Everything that we do, we have to finish. And, and, uh, and that was our message the weekend state championship game. Hey, we're here now. This is what we've waited for all year. We've got to this point. Now we got to finish the job. And boy, our kids were locked in and ready to go and uh, could be more proud of. Them. Yeah, definitely. And uh, man, just an awesome job. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna claim you know some some liability here. Uh, you guys are kind of in the nether regions where <laughs> you're just kind of in between our coverage and the Woodward coverage. And I think Woodward actually covered. Uh, you all's playoff run and uh, my friend Tyler Riggs up there at K101. I, 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 they're not really competition because we, we're pretty cordial to each other, but I was glad that you guys had some coverage, I think, on your uh, playoff run. Yeah, man, it, it was great. Uh, it was, uh, I mean, God dang, it was a lot of ears and a lot of eyes watching the game from all over the state. Uh, it was just really cool to see our program uh, to go – you know, two years back to back, man. We we take we take these group of kids that we've had. I've had them since they were little, and you know, we go twenty eight and two in two years. I mean, that's pretty special considering how the thing started. You know, you always see those pictures how it started and how it's going. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> just just really proud to where our program is. But you know, now we're we're losing a really good group of seniors. We have four really good seniors, and you know, still got a bunch of guys coming back next year. 
we got to replace our, our two leading receivers. Uh, we got to replace our quarterback who's been a four year starter. So now we got to see what other guys are going to step up and, and, and accept the challenge, you yeah. know, so it's it's going to be a challenging spring for us. We got a lot of things we got to get figured out from a personnel standpoint. Well, and then also as reigning state champion, you bring a lot of attention and and a bit of a target on your back. Your returning players uh, will, I'm sure, be instructed on how to deal with that. Oh yeah, no doubt about that. Well, I mean, we may have the toughest non-district schedule in the state next year. Uh, of course, we'll be in Little B, uh, but all of our non-district opponents are all in Big B. And yeah. it's the, you know, week zero, we start out with Snyder. Week one, we go to Laverne. Week two, we're at OBA. Week three, we play Shattuck at home. Week four, we play Velma at home. So uh, we have a really, really tough non-district schedule and just uh, looking forward to see if our kids can grow and continue to get better week in and week out. Now, your son, he, uh, if I'm correct, did he choose to go play at Southern Nazarene? Yes, sir. Yes, he did. He's going to go play there for Coach Hayda, and uh, he's going to actually play on offense. He's going to play quarterback there. That's where they're going to start him at anyways, try to play him at quarterback there. So he kind of fits their scheme and what they do. And I'm just happy for him that he found a place that he likes and, and he feels comfortable with. Well, and they've got another Western Oklahoma kid who who had a lot of success there in that system from Elk City, and uh, probably bodes well for your son. But we'll we'll definitely be looking for him in the transfer portal to come to Southwestern. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that would be nice. It'd be really right down the road. Right down nice the road. Dad, yeah, you know, he can get home, uh, do laundry, uh, shorter and... road trips. Oh yeah, shorter road trips. Yeah. You know, so. But no, I'm just tickled to death, man. Hey, he's getting he's getting the opportunity to go play college football. Something he's always dreamed of. Yeah. He, you know, he always said he wanted to go to college and what he wanted to go for, but just never knew it in this capacity to go play the game of football. Yeah. And uh, so, talk about the All State games. They'll be coming up probably what in June. Uh, the eight man All State. Yeah, it's I man. Don't quote me if I'm wrong. It may it may be the second or third weekend in June. Mm-hmm. They're at Miami. Yeah, uh, we have two young men participating that, Caden uh, and, and Hudson Hamer. Okay, yeah. Uh, so should should be a lot of fun. Should be a great ball game, and gonna be a lot of good talent out there. Can't wait to watch them for sure. Let's uh, uh, just a couple of questions before we let you go, Coach. Uh, about just what it is that it, let's talk about you. You're coaching background you said you've been with that group of kids since they were peewee age uh talk about what got you into coaching and and kind of kind of what led you to where you are now well i can just we start from my high school coach robert babcock who's a eight-man hall he's in the eight-man hall of fame uh coach uh he's my high school coach uh we were blessed enough to have a lot of good players and uh won a state championship my senior year in high school and uh Coaches are something that just kind of always kind of stuck to me because those are the guys I gravitated to because growing up in a single-parent home, those are the guys that always, you know, when people show you, they, you know, when you show somebody that you care, you get more out of them. You know, and my coaches always showed me that they cared for me. And, and uh, then I went to college and, and played for a guy who was the same way, kind of just like my high school coach. And I played for him, and then I started coaching for him. And, and then, you know, I was there waiting four years in, in college up there at Alva. And then I spent two years at Kilgore Junior College. And then he got the job at Emporia State. He's going on, I think this is the 17th or 18th season. But when he first started, I was on his first staff. I was there waiting four years there at Emporia State. Coached college football for 10 years. Kind of got out. 
just needed to reset, charge my batteries. We moved back to Oklahoma, moved here, and the superintendent uh, saw me one day at the uh, post office and asked me if I'd be interested in, in uh, helping up at the school. I said, yeah, sure, no problem. And I just kind of got, you know, hooked on these kids here, and it felt like, it. you know, we had a bunch of special talent here that just needed to be tapped into. And, and uh, then the, the head job came open after we went through. I was the fifth head coach in six years. There's wow. no stability in yeah. our program, coaches in and out the door. And I felt like these kids just needed somebody that was going to be here and show them that they're committed to the process. And, and it's been a long process for us. You know, yeah. I can remember the first two years, and, you know, how we started out and, you know, we have, you know, my first year wasn't real good. My second year, we're a lot better. My third year, we go back down. And then since that, we've been pretty consistent uh, over the last several years and, and uh, just shows you the commitment to the, our kids was to the process and believing in what we were doing and when it even didn't seem like it was working at first, but still believing in the vision that I have for this program and, and trusting me to uh, continue to get to do what I do. And it's, it's been a truly been a blessing to coach in a great community. Yeah. Well, and uh, I tell you, you mentioned the word trust, and I think that is just really a, a huge factor, you know, uh, with, with regards to kids nowadays. And, you know, the fact that, like you said, you've, kind of kind of hung out stuck out through the through some lean years whatever that case might be but you uh you definitely probably have a lot of a uh, lot of a lot of moxie and credo there with the community and the and the kids now well just you know i'm i'm kind of i, I love coach Anderson. he used to always tell me that you know man he said i've never met a guy that think they can win every game no matter the odds and that's just my mindset, and that's the mindset I like for my kids to have. Yeah. You know, regardless if we're the worst team or the best team, I want you to think when you get on the field that you can beat anybody. Yeah. I mean, we put in the work just like they did, and, and, and just getting the kids to believe that they can be successful, man, that's, to me, that's coaching. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's what I love about it, getting, getting guys from every different background to all come together for one common goal to get everybody on the same page. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Well, it is, and you it know. it obviously paid off uh, really well last season, Coach. And man, c- congratulations! I, I apologize, you guys. Season went so long. Uh, I meant to reach out and get get with you uh, sooner after the championship, but before you knew it, we were in basketball season. So that's that's, when, all that's right, when, man. It's it was a lot of fun, man. I really enjoyed it. You know, I told my coaches the year before, you know. We go 13-2 and stay runner-up. And I said, man, you know, I had all these good players, and, and I didn't really enjoy it. Yeah, I, I never took the time to sit back and enjoy it because as soon as the game was over, I was on to the next one, trying to get ready for the next one, trying to get ready for the next one. I don't want to let the kids down. You know, I want to do my part as a coach. And, and I tried to, this year, tried to take, you know, time to kind of enjoy these kids because, you know, if you stay at a small school long enough, you're going to go through cycles. Everybody, you, you just, it just happens. Yeah. Yeah, you, you understand what I'm saying. You're going to go through some down times, and 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 you know you're just going to have that. And man, I, I that's one of the things I regret from two years ago. I didn't enjoy it more. I I love the kids where they played and competed every snap, but I just should have took the time to really look back. And we were a really good football team. I didn't realize how good we were. Yeah, and that bothers me. But you know, I, this year I I enjoyed it. I, I truly enjoyed it. I you know getting to watch these kids play and compete because I knew every Friday night them guys were going to show up and they were going to perform. Yeah, and and that, to me that was fun for sure. You know. Yeah, and so. you mentioned the cyclical nature of. 
you mentioned now? you mentioned the cyclical nature of of high school sports, particularly in smaller communities. And uh, you know, you do you do want to make the best of when you have some of those players that truly are special. But also, I would imagine you've got a hand in the youth programs and and things like that to make sure that Ceiling has plenty of players upcoming. Yeah, well, it's it's funny you say that because I was talking to my staff the other day about. You know, I know we're all, I'm getting up there in age a little bit. It's taking back over our third or fourth grade football program because I have a, I have a second grader. It's going to be a third grader next year. And it's a good group of boys there. And, and just thinking about just taking over again and just doing all of it from third or fourth grade to, you know, I already do fifth and sixth grade in junior high and high school and just kind of, because that's where it all started at for us. Everybody's on the same. We've ran the same offensive defense since these kids were in third or fourth grade. Yeah. Yeah. It, my, my sophomore bunch I have right now, that was my last third or fourth grade football team I coached. Yeah. That's... And, and, uh, and we're all on the same page. They know what I want. They know what I'm thinking. And, and it's, it's truly a blessing. So I think in order for us to keep this thing going and, and try to get through some of the tough years coming up uh, is to start back over, back down at the bottom, uh, start all over again. Yeah. Well, it's like I always say, you always want to have a football team that your uh, girls basketball team can be proud of. So, (laughs) (laughs) I got you. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun, man. It's been truly a blessing to be able to coach here in this community. Uh, They support our kids. It's it's just been unreal, man. This is a this to me. This is a special place to coach. It's to me, it's no place like it in 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 small school, in my opinion. Yeah. so it's a great place. Well, it's great that you feel at home there, and I know that the community appreciates you, and I know that they uh, enjoy that you guys were able to uh, hoist the state championship trophy. So, Coach Manuel, man, thanks so much for your time, and congratulations once again, and we appreciate the time you gave us and uh, always enjoy a chance to visit with you. Thanks thanks for having me, man, and uh, make sure you watch out for the Wildcats on the basketball court now. <laughs> I'm telling you, boys and girls could – could both make a run we know that for sure so uh, it'll be interesting to follow but uh, have a great offseason coach we'll definitely check back in with you around all state time thank you all right Appreciate he's head it. coach gary Manuel of the ceiling wildcat state champion class b wildcats for 2023 this is the western oklahoma sports podcast i'm chuck ramsey the law dog coming back up after a quick break we'll visit with matt walter the new head football coach at watonga this is the western oklahoma sports podcast powered by right media Ramsey, the Law Dog, back here with you on the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast, and we sure appreciate uh, Ceiling Head Football Coach Gary Manuel taking some time to visit with us here on the podcast and uh, finally get caught up after Ceiling won the Class B State Championship in 2023, and now we get a chance to visit with a coach who has some uh, Western and Northwestern Oklahoma roots and is uh, getting a start here in the high school ranks at Watonga. He's head coach Matt Walter. And coach, thanks for joining us here on the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, and uh, Coach Manuel told me to uh, give you a little bit of razzing uh, as you guys and uh, and Coach Hiltbrand uh, have some have some background up there in Alva together, I believe. Yeah, oh yeah. I was, uh, uh, coach Manuel's a good, good friend of mine. We've known each other for oh, going on 25 
some 26, seven years, something like that. Um, we've coached together two different places as well. Um, and then uh, it was really awesome to see him, you know, win that state championship. Uh, I know he, he, he was really sick when he didn't win it last year. That was a good game against Laverne um, in 2022. Uh, uh, but, yeah, he, uh, um, he's an awesome coach, a good friend. Yeah, he said he enjoyed the ride this season, uh, but I I remember talking to him after they beat Laverne, and he he was he he was enjoying it, but uh, maybe, but he yeah. was uh, definitely uh, still you know wary of of his team getting uh, crept up on. But I tell you, Coach, uh, you know Fairview wins the uh, Class A state title, Ceiling wins the Class B state title. Uh, if you guys can pull off a run, there might be an investigation into something in the water in Lake Canton. You just you just never know. Yeah, it's. Uh... There's a lot of a lot of talent, a lot of good good young young players around here, and, and um, you know a lot of a lot of um, communities and, and administrative uh, you know people, school boards, uh, principals that, that you know see the value in athletics and what it does for the young young people in our our school communities, and, and um, are really investing in, in it. And uh, you can tell you can tell tell by the you know, by the success that the school uh, sports programs are having in this area for sure. Well, and one school that is uh, looking to get back on that ride is the Watonga Public Schools and the Eagles uh, have a rich tradition of football history. And uh, I know uh, you guys are fully aware, you and Coach Hiltebrand there at uh, at Watonga. So, you're brought in and you're going to take the reins. Talk about what your goal and objective is first uh, for this Watonga program. Well, I mean, obviously going to Northwestern in the late nineties when, um, you know, Watonga had come off of several state championships, at least six in the, in the couple of decades before um, overall. And, and, you know, I think the last one, 94 and then 28 or uh, district championships, you know, it's uh you know, something that these, these, the community and the, the people of Watonga and the alumni are, are in the boosters are, are really, um, you know, hungry for is to get back to that type of level of, uh, of, of success. And, um, you know, I mean, looking at, uh, you know, when I decided I finally wanted to go to the high school level after 23 years in the, at the college level, um, you know, I was looking for a place that was supported well, that had a history, that, that knew what it was like to win. Um, I thought that was important for, you know, the next step for me. And, um, you know, you know, I'm not scared of a building process or not scared of the record over the last two years that they've had. Um, you know, I wanted to look at the support system and the, and the people behind the curtain, you know, and um, I thought this was other couple of places I talked to. There were some other, other places that, you know, I'd looked at maybe going to that, that were interested. And um, I just thought this place was the right fit for me and my family and, and what I wanted to accomplish, you know, moving forward and, and you know, make, making this next step of, of my career um, and going to the high school level, which, and I've always said this, if, if you've ever seen my interviews as a head coach when I was at, at Northwestern or, or anywhere else, you know, I think the best coaches are in high school. Um, maybe not X's and O's wise, but just impact on, on, on young people. And I think that's an important thing, having that impact on, the, on these uh, young people and, and kind of, you know, being a um, guiding light in their life is, is important. And um, I felt like I could make an impact here. And, and that's kind of, you know, what, what led me here. Yeah. We're visiting with new Watonga head football coach, Matt Walter and coach, uh, like you mentioned, this, this program is, is looking to bounce back and, and get rebuilt and, 
and the relationships you establish with young people in this day and time is really just the crucial effort. I know uh, just in my time with Wright Media and doing sports here, uh, both of the last previous head coaches, you know, felt like they were doing a good job of of getting kids, you know, involved and invested in the program. Is that something that you were having to come in and, and kind of revamp or, or maybe Coach Duncan kind of has that rolling for you already? Um, I mean, I think for him it was so new and it was kind of whirlwind. Just kind of the situation that happened last year wasn't advantageous for anyone um, by any means. You know, the kids had to deal with a lot of adversity last, you know, year and a half really within the program. But I'll tell you what, the numbers are really high and really good. Numbers are really good. Um, so I think they're they're hungry and they want that. So, um, you know, just impressing upon them, you know, that, you know, adversity strikes in real life and, and you're going to have to bounce back from it. And how you react to any situation is ultimately, what you know, what makes you. And, um, you know, I think that, that they've bought into that already. So, you know, we got, we got to, you know, we got to fight the fight every day. Fight the fight every day around here and, uh, you know, keep them uh, interested um, keep them understanding, you know, why you do what you do and why we're doing what we're, what we're doing. You know, back in the day when, when I was playing, you didn't have to explain anything. You just did it. Um, but kids are smarter these days. Or they're, they're, I don't want to say smarter, but um, access to more information. And, yeah. you know, you, you want to kind of feed into that and lean on that and let them understand that, that uh, we do believe in them and, and we do want to explain to them why we're doing what we're doing. And um, I think that that's, that's the start. And, uh, you know, we got a long way to go. No one's, you know, no one's hiding that fact and everybody understands that fact. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think they're up for the challenge and, and so am I. And, and we're ready to, you know, hit the ground running and get to work. Yeah. And uh, just on a philosophy standpoint, and I'm looking at, you know, we talked about uh, your resume a little bit and you obviously have some how mummy influence uh, as well. So uh, are you going to try to spread the ball out or are you going to, focus on the run game what's what's kind of your philosophy going into the high school ranks i i wish i wish we could have this conversation in uh, the end of may um i just don't know after spring ball i'll know more about what we have and, you know i'm going to be very flexible in what we do based on the personnel we have you know i'm not at the university level anymore we can recruit everybody you want to fit what you want to do um i think the best coaches and and the ones that are successful at this level you know fit what they're doing based on the the, the personnel they have and what they're their players are good at, and, and that's how we plan to do it is uh, based on their ability and, and what they grasp and, and can handle and what they're good at. Um, you know, I'm not going to, you know, be stubborn in what we do because I want to do something. It's uh, I want to do what we're good, we're going to be good at as far as uh, uh, from a talent level um, standpoint. Yeah. Well, and I tell you, Coach, uh, I know one key play that would probably factor well for the offensive side would be uh, – just get the ball in Tristan Dobbins' hand. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, I like I said, um, you know, I watched the film from last year, and, and there's a lot of a lot a lot of guys that have a lot of potential. But you know what that word potential means. So, yeah. um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna see what we have. And, and I, I tell you what, um, the guys are excited, and that's the biggest thing. You got to be the most excited team when you're out there. Very rarely is the the not the most excited team win a game. Yeah, um, you got you got to be ready to go. Um, you know, all things considered, I like our, like I said, I like our numbers. You know, that's the most important thing. The biggest thing at this level is, you know, if you don't have any numbers, it's hard to field a team, especially a successful one. But if you get a lot of, a lot of the guys, uh, you know, a lot of the people out that 
that want to play and want to contribute. They see a role on their team or a role on the team, and and they feel like they can contribute. You know, you got a chance, you got an opportunity, and uh, you know that's all. All we're asked for is these guys come out and and give themselves an opportunity to um, contribute to to something that um, they'll remember for the rest of their life, and that's that's something that um, you know. There's nothing like high school football. You can't. I mean, some, the lucky few get to go play in college, and even even the less few get to go play pro. But it's over, you know, for most people by the time they're 18, 19 years old. Yeah. And they'll never play football again, especially tackle football. You know, it's not basketball. You can't play a pickup tackle football game. Um, you know, you can't play a, you know, pickup baseball game, adult softball league. You can kind of, kind of feed that if that's your thing. But in football, it's hard to do. And um, they'll remember it forever. Yeah. Uh, Coach, if you would, talk a little bit about your family and, uh, you know, what this opportunity brings to your family and the fact that we know that college coaches can can definitely have a uh, pretty extensive itinerary but i would think that this coaching move for you and your family uh offers some some uh st- some stability and and some uh some ground you know stakes in the ground so to speak yeah um it's so funny how college football has become these days um you know, back when I started, you had your junior college recruiting day and you had your high school recruiting signing day and you did some spring ball, spring recruiting, but that was it. Now with the transfer portal <laughs> year, you got transfer window one, you got junior college uh, signing period, you got signing period number one, you got transfer portal opening number two, and you got uh, high school signing day number two, and then you yeah. have um, transfer portal opening again. Then you have all your summer um, because you know at the end of spring you're going to lose a lot of guys to the portal if they're not playing. Uh, I mean, it's wild. And it, it it's really the recruiting end. And I used to love recruiting and going to visit with the high school coaches um, and developing relationships with, the, with those guys at the high school level. And Because I always thought, again, I thought they're the most important people in these, these football players' lives. And then it just changed so quickly. Mm-hmm. It changed so and it's become year round. I got some. I got some friends at some major SEC schools right now, and they have zero weekends off in a year. They're literally, you know, 50, 51 weekends in a year. They're 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 working. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, back to the question. You know, obviously a long winded answer to this no. question, uh, but it's time getting some time back. You know, getting back to to roots and not being all all over the country. You know, all throughout the throughout the year trying to find players. You know, um, and and more about building around a community as opposed to building around a, uh, just a team. Yeah. Um, and I think that's important important values. Um, and just getting time back is a straight. You know, the biggest answer getting time sure. back with everybody. And and what's funny about it is it really creates more time with your own team. Uh, I mean, college you spend so much time away from your own team, mm-hmm. chasing other players you may or may not get. Yeah. It's back to the game, and. Uh, I believe at the high school level, you don't have to do that or you don't do that, obviously. And then it allows you to be around not just your, your obviously um, your family family, but your football family at the high school and the community level, you're around a lot more. And, uh, you know, that's always a good thing for both parties, I think. So, um, and that's a big reason why, you know, I chose to, you know, come come down to the high school level. I say down, just go to the high school level. It's not an up or down thing. Um, it's just a difference. It's sure. different. 
yeah, you know, and, football, football. But at, at the end of the day, you know, what makes you happy and what you what what's going to you know fulfill your life. Yeah, and I think you're exactly right. And you know, just the common fan like myself, or or any even anybody who pays attention to uh, college football, basketball, whatever the case might be. I was, we were at Kingfisher last night, and a uh, and a Georgia assistant was there. Pretty obvious, it was a Georgia assistant. He's wearing a big Georgia hat, and and uh, yeah. he's he's there re- basically recruiting a young man from Weatherford. And uh, and as like I just thought to myself, you you come from Athens, Georgia, to Kingfisher, Oklahoma, to watch a young man's basketball game when you're not even recruiting him for basketball. Probably, I, I just thought that's. That's quite the uh, trip you're going to make, but it's it's the it's the nature of of the of the grind, I'm sure. And you and you got yeah, to think about it, that was fourth or fifth place to be yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, um, it's, it is it's a it's a grind, and and um, you know, and and especially at the you know I was at the the Division One level early in my career, but then I decided to go down to D two because again I wanted more time. Mm-hmm time back at that time again at that time it was different though you weren't doing it year round uh the recruiting wasn't your football was year round but the recruiting wasn't yeah. so um it's just it, it's changed so much and um you know again like you said uh maybe the common fan or, or would be like oh man you want to be in college well yeah what's the sacrifice i got buddies that are yeah. making a ton of money doing it but they, they're like coach i have no time to spend the money mm-hmm. you know i have you know, I'm setting myself up for later, but you know, at what cost? At exactly. what cost again? Yeah, well, and uh, I tell you, it's it's really cool that you uh, have the you know the relationship with Coach Hilton. I get I call him Coach. He's superintendent. Yeah. Surely he's 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 got an athletic background. I know, and uh, so Coach Hiltabrand. But uh, you know, coming to a place where you've got some some friendly faces and things like that. But uh, tell us about your family. What what all do you uh, bring to the table here in Watonga? Or there in Watonga. I got I got two sons, um, um, and and then I have um, a fiance and two stepchildren or future stepchildren. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's they're ones in ninth grade, ones in seventh grade. My two sons, and then the other two are in sixth grade and in third grade. All right. So so uh, we'll see. Boosting we'll see those what, numbers what, what there in Watonga. That. <laughs> that's always a good. That's always a good thing. Right. So, um, yeah, we'll see on that. Have you scoped out the uh, the new divisions and the new uh, classification system within the OSSAA that extensively yet? No, I mean, just a little bit. I mean, because they're going to the Texas formula, which I'm quite familiar with. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's going to shorten the season for the playoffs. It's going to shorten the playoffs by a game, um, which is, is kind of a good thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to get more people some postseason play. Um, more football is never a bad thing to me, you sure. know, obviously as long as you take care of the, the kids, but they'll have a less, they'll have more people in the playoffs, but technically a less week, yeah. uh, one less week. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's, you know, not necessarily a bad thing. Um, again, like anything else, when you're doing a, a, a big change like that. And I guess they did it at the bigger school level anyway. Yeah. Um, they had already done it at the six, a level. So, um, kind of people got a little bit of a taste of it. Uh, you know, so, the, the one thing I hope it doesn't create is the same state champions over and over, um, which uh, kudos to those teams for sure mm-hmm. that are that building a program that, that is, is virtually unbeatable 
Um, but at the same time, you know, uh, competition and parity, I believe at any level is always a good thing. Um, and, and, you know, obviously if you're the one on top, you want to stay on top. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm just talking about for the overall health of, of high school sports. I think that, uh, you know, it's important. And I think doing this may create that. And that, that's, that's never a bad thing. Definitely. And, you know, we talked with, to Coach Manuel about the cyclical nature of, uh, you know, high school sports in small towns. And mm-hmm. sometimes you'll have a batch of kids. But obviously uh, setting the tone early in the program is huge. Uh, have you already kind of taken some steps with some of the junior high and even even below that to uh, kind of get them ingrained in a system? Yeah, I mean, well, we've had a few meetings. Uh, it's at the at the smaller school level, Class A, Class B, even even two A. Uh, all these players are playing every sport: wrestling, basketball, baseball, track. You know, so it's hard to get them all together. So um, that's the, that's been the biggest challenge. You know, but the first thing we're gonna do is set a tone. You know, and set a, a vertical alignment from our you know little league all the way up to varsity level. And, and make sure everybody's speaking the same language from from the coach's standpoint. And then the, the the those younger players are are wanting to be you know Eagles on Friday night, and that's the biggest thing. Having them set that as a goal at a young age, and and getting their parents to buy into what we're doing and understand, um, you know, it's for the betterment and overall um, holistic approach of the program, and, and to make it one program, not just you know there's a the high school program, then there's a the junior high, then there's you know, the, the youth level program, you know, we want it to be one program and um, with just some, you know, different levels within that program. And, um, you know, starting with the culture and a, and a belief and a uh, philosophy of the way we want to do things and, and setting that tone early and, and having a standard for everybody, um, not just in football, but having the, the school system and the the other sports understand that that's a standard that everybody needs to adhere to, especially since you have, you know, all these, these kids that play every sport, not just football. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important that everybody's on the same page. Um, you know, and you know, it takes takes a you know, it takes the community, it takes the school system, it takes the the school board, it takes the admin, it takes the you know, the the teachers, it takes the, the parents and players and coaches all being on the same page and understanding, you know, where the ship is going and what direction is going and have everybody go in that same direction. For sure. Okay. Last question, coach. And you mentioned that you, uh, have, you know, coached, uh, for coach mummy, coach Hal mummy, and just a, uh, mm-hmm. a really transitional figure in college football to my mind, really one of the, uh, one of the pioneers of obviously the spread offense. So, uh, coach mummy, I'm sure was an interesting uh, person to work with, but do you have any interaction that you can talk about with, with the late Mike Leach? Uh, yeah. Um, not, I never worked with Coach Leach, no. um, but he would come visit us at New Mexico State when we were there in Las Cruces, and he, he'd come visit there once in a while. And, and, you know, it was just every time he was there, you would, you know, make sure you were up at the office. You know, even though it was summertime and, and uh, you may have had that week off or something, if he was going to be down there, you wanted to be there to listen to him to him talk and, and listen to his, uh, obviously, his intelligence. But the way he told a story – Unlike anything I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, and, and y'all saw, I mean, everybody saw it, the, how he did it with the media, you know, the, but that was him all the time, all the time. 
you know, if one of the young coaches would ask him a question about football, it, it never was about football to him. Um, he made everything about life and how it was going to be, and, you know, how, how he thought it should be. And, um, you know, he was a real treasure to have, uh, uh, you know, the football world that, to get to have. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously it was a sad day when, when he passed away. And a lot of my, my friends in this profession have worked with him and um, were very close to him. You know, I wasn't really close to him, um, but having a few conversations with him, you know, was something I always treasure. And, and um, you know, just looking back and remembering, I just remember we'd sit there, all of a sudden you look up and you think you're there for 10 minutes and you're there for two hours. And yeah. you're like, wow, how, how'd that even happen? Yeah. Um, he, you know, uh, so it was pretty neat. He seems like he would have been a fit down in Las Cruces. He probably would have like researched all of the, you know, uh, escapades of Pancho Villa or something down there. Yeah. I know, uh, I know when he yeah. was at OU, he went on a, on a ran on a local station about Geronimo and he was just an aficionado of Geronimo, but a very interesting guy. And, and, uh, him and coach mummy definitely, uh, put their imprint on college football. And, um, uh, yeah. so being those in Las two, Cruces, like, go ahead, sir. It was like those two knew something about everything. Yeah, yeah. how do you know all this about like you knew they knew that it was funny that you know i grew up my my dad always told me hey look man don't be a don't be a jack of all trades be a master of some and uh-huh. you know focus on the things that you're good at it, they seem to know be like experts at everything <laughs> yeah. it was it was wild like how do you one retain that that much information yeah. and two have the time to study it like you do like oh, I, know did. It. I know it. Uh, you know there were very similar people or that, you know, they are very similar people. Um, you could tell why they were kindred spirits and they were together for so long and created the air raid. And, and you could tell it was, uh, you know, it was meant to be um, yeah. for and how it worked out. And um, Their story is crazy and awesome. You know, we don't have time for that right now. And mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of the people understand their, their story, of their, their, their story together, but um, you know, their coaching tree is unreal. And um, you know, if, if you, if you heard who was on that staff for us in New Mexico State, it was wild who really? was on it. Go ahead. Yeah. The, the OC at Miami. The okay. University of Miami was on that staff. He was a GA. Um, the defense coordinator was Woody Woodenhofer, who was oh, uh, yeah. the DC for the Pittsburgh Steelers for mm-hmm. all those four Super Bowls back in the 70s. Um, was our defense coordinator. Herb Batera, who was a, a all-pro linebacker for the Detroit Lions. Um, was on that staff. Um, Tarleton Buckles, the DB coach at TCU, was on that staff. I mean, this is what he's currently – these guys are currently at, anyway. Um, yeah, our, I, the O-line coach, O-line coach was the o, is the OC at Tarleton State, uh, FCS Division One school in Texas, um, was our O-line coach. Um, the, the OC – well, the co-OC, uh, quarterback coach, is the OC at Colorado State right now. Um, the other co-OC who was our wide receiver coach is the head coach at McNeese FCS school right now. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was just wild. One of our players, one of our players that played wide receiver for us is the OC at Army right now. Yeah. Um, our quarterback, uh, quality control at Colorado State. Um, the, one of our other GAs is the head coach at Towns, or not head coach, sorry, the offense coordinator at Townsend, okay. another FCS Division One school in um, Townsend. I believe that's in Ireland, maybe. Um, so it was just wild. There's more, I'm sure, that I can't even think of. Um, it was wild, that staff that we had. 
Well, and down there in Las Cruces, I would imagine that uh, there were probably some coaches' meetings there at El Sombrero over some enchiladas and and things like that. So, uh, there's a, a place. There's a place in Mesilla. Yeah, uh, it's a city town just uh, west of it. Um, that uh, Andales is the name of it. So okay. Everybody, yeah, Andales. Place yeah. is really. I spent an evening in the double eagle down there, but we won't go into that. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, oh, yeah. But, all right. Well, listen, Coach Walter, thanks so much for your time, and we appreciate you visiting with us here on the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast. And uh, looking forward to, uh, you know, continuing our relationship at Wright Media with the Watonga Athletics and uh, broadcasting you guys' games. And we'll definitely be reaching out to you uh, throughout the season for for, for my for my job and commentary for uh, – our sports department and things like that, but we really look forward to hearing back from you. Sounds great. Sounds good. Appreciate it. Enjoyed it. Thank you, sir. He's Matt Walter, the new head coach at Watonga for their football program, taking over after a uh, extended college run. He's going to have a uh, big time job uh, getting Watonga back on the winning track, and we know he'll be able to do that very well. This is the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast. We'll take a quick break here, powered by Right Media. Chuck Ramsey, the Law Dog, back here with you on the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast, powered by Wright Media, and we want to thank head coach of the Sealing Wildcats, Gary Manuel, and then new head coach of the Watonga Eagles football team, Matt Walter, for visiting here with us. And one more visit here on the episode as we're going to chit-chat with Harley Chisholm, a uh, standout softball player at Weatherford High School who's got some big news that just came out. Harley, how are you doing today? I'm good. Good. Well, and I saw on social media where you were selected to represent, is it the under-18 U.S. national team? Yes, it's U18 National Olympic Team. So we're the junior Olympic team under the actual USA women's softball team. Okay, excellent. So uh, obviously it took some uh, some talent, skill, and notoriety to uh, be selected for that, but then also uh, you're going to get a chance to, to showcase your talents and then also uh, face some really premier competition. Is that right? Okay, so uh, what all will it entail when you get started, you know, practicing for that, or, or, or where do you have to travel? What, what are the details with regards to your involvement with the U18 national team? So basically, I'll just explain how it all comes out and it works to get selected for it. Yeah. But um, you have a variety of tryouts you have to go through. And obviously, it was a lot of stress, not only going through those tryouts, but at the same time, having to decide where to go to college. So this was all happening at the same time on top of that with school softball. So it was very stressful, but it was honestly a surreal experience. And I think that a lot of other girls didn't get to go through this. So I am very blessed to go through it. But um, it's series of trials. So the first one is in your state. So I had to try out for all of Oklahoma. And then they take the, once they identify you as um, just a high-performance athlete, they take you and put you into a region. So I was in Region 5, which is Texas, Oklahoma, and New Mexico. And then they identify you as a high-performance athlete for that region. And then they take you and put you with 100, 100 athletes in the whole entire country. So we were combined with 17-year-olds and 18-year-olds, and there was 100 of us. 
Um, we tried out at the beginning of December in Vieira, Florida. Um, so about a month and a half ago, I was down there trying out for that. So I got to go to the Sunshine State, which is where I plan to go to college. So that was great. But um, also to compete with very, very high-rated athletes. Um, I was one of the youngest ones there. I was a 17U athlete. So m- many of those girls were already freshmen in college or about to be freshmen in college. So we all had to try out, and then they take the 18 high-performance athletes and name you as a top performer and then put you on the USA national team. So um, that's how that worked, and then they finally announced it um, just to see who could whose schedule allowed them to play. Um, but it's not a lot of events. The first event is going to be in July, and um, it's going to be at the Hall of Fame Stadium. Um, it's just going to be like a training camp, a week-long practice that we're going to have with the actual women's Olympic team. So that'll be really cool just to mentor them and be with them and learn from those girls who are actually competing on the Olympic level and at the Olympic stage. So I'll get to meet a lot of my other teammates and we'll practice and we'll practice with the Olympians. And then down in the end of August, in the beginning of September, during school ball season, we will go and play in the Junior Olympics. So last year they held the... WVSC World Cup in Tokyo, Japan, and we took our 15U team to Japan to compete for a gold medal, and they won the gold medal. And so now we get an automatic berth to compete in the WVSC stage event, and we're hosting it in the United States this year. So the other countries are coming to us. So it's going to be down in Texas, and it'll be a really cool event just to, like, be close to home and have the other countries come to us and compete for a junior Olympic gold medal. How cool. And just congratulations on that. That is just so outstanding. And I know I've seen you play, you know, basketball, seen some of your track, uh, you know, running and, and then also watching you guys and, and your performance last year on the softball diamond for school ball, uh, man, just congratulations on all that. That is, that is just extremely wonderful. And, and, you know, I know your family's proud. I know all of Weatherford's proud of you. And, uh, and that is, that is just really outstanding. So, uh, talk about what it is that, you know, you kind of keep up on a daily regimen or a weekly regimen, however it may fall to kind of keep your, uh, keep your skills in tune. Um, I will say it's really hard. That is why I had to give up basketball this past year because maintaining the daily, just like grind of having to stay in your main sport, but also be a multi-sport athlete. So especially when it wasn't softball season and I was playing basketball or running track, I was also having to, after those practices, go and do my own with softball and make sure I was staying up with softball in order to get recruited and go play at the collegiate level. And especially at the division one level, that was my goal. And so I had to let basketball go, go in order to do that. Um, and yeah, it's been tough, like seeing my friends play and not to get a part, be a part of that because I did love it so much, but also it's been amazing to see what potential I actually have and how much more I can, how much better I can be in softball. And I feel like for other girls, it's difficult for them if they don't truly love the sport. It's more of like a chore for them to go and lift or to go run or to swing or field, whatever it may be. But for me, like I love softball and I enjoy doing it. So 
just on the daily, every day after track practice, like it's weights and then it's softball and then it's hitting and then it's go home and you've got to keep up with your healthy diet. And like, it's all preparing you for that division one level and for that Olympic level. So I think there's a lot more that goes into it than social media sees. And it's, I mean, it's been really hard to get to this point in the first place, but it's all very surreal and rewarding and really fun to be a part of. Well, and I'm sure it is. And, and I, like I said, I know your entire family is, is extremely proud of you. And I, I know that you're, you're a triplet. So I know your brothers are, are proud of you as well. And, and then also, you know, I think anybody, who understands what you have sitting before you in the sport of softball completely realizes, uh, you know, that this is your opportunity and really it's, it's going to be your job for the next several years. And, uh, you know, that's, I think that's the thing that people look at collegiate athletics and say, Oh, you know, they just go play sports and go to school. Well, it's, any sport you play in college from golf to any of it, it's, it's a lot more than just that. But, and I'm going to guess if I had to real quick that your, your grade point average probably hasn't slipped at all through any of this. No, I'm actually a valedictorian. <laughs> I had a feeling. I just, you know, I, <laughs> I, I talked to you before and, and you do so well in these interviews and, and uh, man, congratulations on that as well. So I tell you, Harley, uh, we do miss you on the basketball court, but we totally get what you're doing. And, uh, you know, I think Florida State probably has to know they're getting a high quality athlete and a shortstop and, and a valuable bat to put in their lineup. And, and you'll, uh, if anything, we know you'll give it everything thing you got and uh and make the best out of it but congratulations so much on making the u18 team and we'll be looking forward to hearing more about that thank you all right she's harley chisholm she's just a junior this year at weatherford high school but she is already making a name for herself in the world of softball and uh future uh lady seminole uh softball player she's a i guess you're still considered a recruit you've committed but uh so anyways it's going to be a lot of fun watching her career going on this has been the western oklahoma sports podcast i'm chuck ramsey the law dog and we appreciate harley for stopping by and also coach matt walter at watonga and coach gary Manuel at ceiling tune in again and subscribe on apple and google podcast to the western oklahoma sports podcast powered by right media Yeah.